Hello and good afternoon, everybody. It is September 1st, 2023. That's right. We are into September. That means summer is just about over. As a matter of fact, after this weekend, summer is over and we are going to be into the fall. Hope that you've got some great plans for this weekend. Hope you're going to take advantage of it, maybe do some barbecuing or something like that. In the meantime, we're going to be here hustling the whole time. I want to remind you that coming up, September 19th, we have with Up Next Charlie West Professional Development Series, we have the Inoculating Yourself Against Agency BS, otherwise known as Marketing Secrets for the Savvy Spend. So I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes peek at this, just so everybody who's watching understands that a little, little sleight of hand I did with this. When I sent this information up to Up Next Charlie West, I actually gave it two separate titles. And I did that on purpose because I was curious which one they would go with. I tell people all the time, you've got to test things, you've got to experiment. You never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I used BS in the title on purpose because I knew that that made the title a little bit more spicy. Was it going to be too spicy or not? I could guess at that and I could make the decision myself, but why would I make the decision for somebody else? Instead, I gave it to them. I didn't say a word. I just let them choose and they went with the marketing secrets for Savvy Spins. Now, I'm telling you, I haven't told anybody at the Up Next Charlie West or the Charleston Area Alliance that I did this and that I did it on purpose. But now I know, now I know that uh, putting BS in the title was probably a little bit too spicy. So that's the kind of stuff that you can expect from that uh, presentation for Marketing Secrets for the Savvy Spins. I'm gonna be explaining some of the basic things that you need to keep in mind and how to make sure that you're actually getting benefit, getting ROI from your marketing spins. So speaking of marketing and talking about marketing, I have got an incredible guest for us here today. She has been running her business for over five years now. The name of the company is Strong Rapport. They're a marketing agency with a very specific speciality. I've talked a lot about niching and finding niches, so I thought she would be perfect to bring on and talk a little bit about that and also talking about getting a little bit too specific in niches. So I want to welcome to the show today Angelica Gillerin. Angelica, what's your hustle? Hey, Joe, thanks so much for having me. We're really excited to be spending this Friday with you. My hustle, what we do at Strong Rapport, we help female leaders, we help women leaders solve visibility and connection problems. And we do that through all sorts of digital and traditional marketing. Um, and we're really invested in that connectivity piece and that storytelling piece and that brand building piece that helps people build rapport. And when we say rapport, um, we're talking about mutually harmonious relationships. So those relationships where both the client and the audience are really getting something valuable and something meaningful out of that interaction. Now, I know that you just mentioned that you work with women-owned companies. Now, do you mean that technically or do you just kind of mean in general? So currently, 100% of our clientele are women-owned or women-led nonprofits. So that's not to say that we wouldn't work with men. We love men, um, but they would have to show a really, really strong investment in the female leadership in their company in order for them to align with what we're doing and, and how we plan on growing Strong Rapport in our business. 
Now that really brings me up to a great question because I talk to people all the time and one of the things I harp on is niching down and finding niches. What do you find being able to address that specific audience of a female-owned nonprofit business? What does that give you the ability to do when it comes to the digital marketing space as opposed to just saying, you do everything for everybody? So the beautiful thing that I have realized about working with my uh, women-owned clients in particular is that there are differences, right? Like there are differences in how a man chooses to lead his company versus how women in general choose to lead their company. And we are really looking to celebrate some of those differences, but to really be mindful. You know, men aren't necessarily looking at the photo from four different angles and getting all wrapped up in their head about how that photo looks. So we have a very, very strong commitment to the aesthetic, right? And what I mean when I say that is when we're building brands for women, especially women that are the face of their business, they're looking at every single one of those photos generally under a different microscope, under a different um, personal connection to that image and, and what that means for them. So we take a lot of time to make sure we get the right photo. We take a lot of time to make sure that we're talking and kind of hyping these ladies that we have the privilege to work with throughout the time. Um, another thing that we kind of understand at Strong Rapport when we work with a lot of women-owned businesses in particular is that women tend to tell their stories in different ways. And what we have noticed is that there's kind of a minimizing factor to a lot of the things that go into the day-to-day -day of owning a business um, that men tend to have a really good, a really um, quick ability to identify. And the women that we work with, they need reminded. They need reminded of all of these things that they're doing, all of these opportunities to tell their story um, that just seem run-of-the-mill to them and helping them develop those stories and pull out that narrative and bring in those elements of relatability um, and those elements of the ground level of their story that's really gonna help their audience connect with them, whether that's struggling with some essence of an imposter syndrome or uh, wanting to tell their story without feeling like they're bragging and really figuring out that that fine line about how to show up authentically and take up space and really be the voice that directs your mission and your brand um, without feeling, you know, the ick of doing too much talking about yourself or, um, you know, you've heard things like, oh, well, she thinks she's all that. Well, maybe she is. You know, and having a support system around you to help build that narrative in a really safe space um, that really lets you be celebrated and really lets you take ownership of sharing that story. And it sounds like with uh, the experience that you've had in working with a lot of these people that are similar in that regard, that you've learned some skills and some techniques that you can specifically reach out, you can answer those pain points, you can probably point out those pain points before they even notice it themselves, is that right? We definitely like to think so. 
And so now look at you. You're already shrinking away. You're saying, well, I'm not that great. Oh, I know that you, I know that you can do it, right? You're perfect. Absolutely. And we really utilize a lot of data when it comes to those points. So one of the things that I remind all of my clients is the Fortune 500 list has been around for over 65 years. And out of 65 years times 500 opportunities that a business has to get on the list, I do realize some of those businesses stay on the list. Two, to my knowledge of those Fortune 500 companies have been founded by women. Right. And I think that if we looked, if we pulled people on the street and just asked generally, do you think that over 33,000 chances for a business to get on that list, that there were no women smart enough to come up with a company or come up with an idea or come up with a structure to get there? And people would generally agree that like there should be women at that table. There should be women sitting at that table. And then you look at some of those biggest companies like Johnson and Johnson that have over 250 companies under them, under that umbrella. Um, and all of that, all of that direction that we're getting from these biggest companies that essentially dictate the economic drivers in our country as a whole, they're all kind of from the male gaze. They're all male-founded businesses. Now, I will say we're getting better. There's um, like 23% of female-owned or of female CEOs on the Fortune 500 list, but CEOs can be fired, right? So right. we're really uh, honed into expanding those stories for women, reminding them of the data, reminding them of why it is more of a challenge why uh, these things are systematic and it's going to take time to kind of dissolve some of those systems that have kept us out of certain rooms. And I'm really, really committed to that because when you think about it, um, and you can look this up too, but the average person sees between 5,000 and 10,000 forms of marketing a day. Now, it doesn't matter, like I pick up my phone and I see the logo Apple, or the Apple logo, it doesn't matter what those are, but we are being inundated by so many marketing messages and at Strong Report, all we really want to do is make sure that more of those messages are coming from women because women are also the, uh, they're over 70% more likely to purchase all recurring products in a home. So it might be your husband that buys the car, it might be your husband that buys the new, the new lawnmower, but the shampoo, the toilet paper, the groceries, over 70% of all reoccurring household purchases are made by women. So I want to make sure, and it's really my mission to make sure that more women-owned companies and women-founded companies uh, are being represented in a way that's really impactful for them and the audience that they want to connect with. Yep, the very well-known secret in the marketing industry is the fact that women are the decision makers in every household, whether you like it or not, fellas. Hey, so real quick, uh, Angelica, we're coming up on our time, but I do want to talk to you real briefly about community building. I know that's a big part of Strong Rapport, and can you just speak to what is involved in community building? Why does it matter? What does marketing have to do with community building, and what what do you and your clients get out of that? So in marketing, uh, if you've spent any time studying the field, you're gonna hear about the know, like, and trust. 
And community building is kind of my cheat code to all of that. Absolutely every single element of know, like, and trust has to do with community building because that says, that shows in a really tangible way, I walk the walk. I'm not just here talking about it. And when we talk about other terms in marketing fields like omnipresence, networking, um, high levels of visibility, community building all plays a part of that. So me, for instance, um, in addition to owning my company, I sit on several boards. I'm really involved with like the Women's Health Center and the capital market, but I also do the on-air talent for the West Virginia Lottery. And it's funny because people come to me and find me through all of those avenues. So when I look to work with a client, we have really deep conversations about their elements of community building. Are you involved with Art Walk? What kind of things do you sponsor? What kind of things are really important for you and your community? And we build that into their narrative because that is almost always a surefire way to help those people, again, that you're trying to reach. You want them to know about you and you want them to know that it's more than just fluff. And when they see you out there doing those elements of community building and involving and interacting with the other people in your community, they get a deeper sense for that. And at the end of the day, Charleston's a small area. I know my neighbors personally, and when I say that, I don't just mean the people that live next door. So that's a really important part of us developing out our marketing strategies, especially in a local market. And that's something that I feel like sometimes people miss that I wish they would come back to and really hone in on. Absolutely. Well, Angelica, I want to thank you so much for popping on here with me today. I'm going to say goodbye to the folks. I'm going to be right back to say goodbye to you. Okay. Hang Sounds on good. for Thanks just for a second. Having us. Absolutely. This has been great. And I want to thank you all for watching. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Remember, it's a three-day weekend. Hope you get a chance to get outside. This might be the last nice weekend. Who knows? I hope not. But uh, summer's coming to an end, and I hope you take advantage of it. Spend some time with family. Have a cookout. Have lots of fun. Go to a pool party. Do something fun. Until next week, bye-bye for now.